To stay on top in business, stay on top of your technology with the new Business Desk podcast, the business of tech. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. Most of us can remember the Halt All Racial Tours, Hart and John Minto. He was the figurehead of the 81 Springbok Tour protests and he's joining me now live. Good morning, John. Yeah, good morning, Nick. So, firstly, uh, thanks for coming on the show because a lot of our listeners will have either fond or bad memories of you through through the 81 tour, and I'm not laughing at yeah. it because I, I'm fiercely proud that the only protest my father ever went on was uh, one of your protests. So what's different between now and then? Yeah, well, uh, the difference is, it's a big one. I mean, in 1981, the country was split right down the middle. So you had public opinion polls showed around 45% strongly supporting the tour and um, 45% strongly against the tour. Um, so it was it was a bitter division right down the middle. Um, what we have uh, in Wellington at the moment is very much uh, uh, what what some people would say was a was a was a kind of a like a splinter group where the majority of people are strongly opposed um, to them. But I think that. Um, in a democracy, people have a right to protest, and and I think that at, at heart these people are. Um, I mean, apart from a small minority of that group in Wellington, most of them are decent New Zealanders, and they they've been done over um, for for 40 years. Many of them they're, they're working class New Zealanders, and yet they don't they haven't up until till yesterday, I think, come up with a clear set of um, of, of objectives, and they don't have a clear strategy. So um, they're not. They're not going to be successful in that sense, but um, you know, I think I think the, they do represent a very broad section of of deep concern in New Zealand about vaccine mandates, and I think that um, they should be heard, and uh, and I think the police overall are doing are doing a good job in trying to engage and and. Uh, resolve the situation that way rather than um, as I've seen some people suggest with tear gas and rubber bullets You've probably been on more protests than most people alive in the world um, <laughs> How many what percentage of the people are what I call add-ons people that just want to protest just want to be part of a group what percentage would be those people that really uh, they're just unhappy well, disconnected yeah, people I would say I mean I, I I would say that probably five percent of the people there are people who are who are, you know, who are what you might call politically unhinged, and they they'll go to to try and grab onto anything. And those are the people that you know you get these crazy, you know, death threats and all that sort of stuff, and um, abusing kids with masks and stuff. That's just that's just the crazy periphery. But in fact, at the heart of this protest is a very deep concern about about something we, we didn't debate you know the whole vaccine mandate thing wasn't debated at all it was it was simply imposed by the government and I think at that point our, our team of five million uh, really splintered and um, I mean I've always thought it's, you know, it's crazy that you'd say to 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 a teacher for example an unvaccinated teacher sorry you're not allowed in a classroom even though that teacher can turn up and prove they don't have COVID through a rapid antigen test, um, something which a vaccinated teacher doesn't have to show. So, in fact, you know, an unvaccinated teacher in that situation is, is safer than a vaccinated teacher. 
Um, so I've, I've never thought... I thought the government was wrong in imposing those vaccine mandates, um, you know, saying that if you didn't get vaccinated, you would lose your job, because that's, that's, that's terrible. Well, that's, that's real coercion, I think. You know, if you say to someone, well, you know, you have a freedom of choice whether you be vaccinated or not, but if you're not vaccinated, you're going to lose your job. I think that's... Um, that's I don't think those two things match up, and I think that's where the government got it wrong. If you just joined us, we're talking to John Minto, uh, a veteran protester, but more recognisable for his uh, contribution during the 81 Springbok Tour for Heart, Halt or Racial Tours. John, what has worked as for, I mean, worked as in got a resolution as a protester? Well, um, I think, you know, all the protests I've been on, the movements I've been involved in, they've always had very clear goals and, and you have a strategy to get there. And um, I think this, the problem with the one in Wellington at the moment is it doesn't have either of those things. Um, so to get a resolution is going to mean, I think, um, the police working with, with, the, with the people who are there and also hopefully some, some people in the community that are trusted by the group that's at Parliament. So, you know, I think there's, a, there's, a, there's room there for some sort of broader sort of discussion, involvement, and I think the issues can be resolved, but I think the government cannot just say um, we're continuing on and we're refusing to engage with this group because even though it is a small group um, and even though a, a, a small group within that small group has got the backs of the community up, I think um, the issues that are being raised about mandates are important um, and I'm, I'm pleased to see there are there are quite a few now public figures coming out and saying the same sort of thing. I, mean, I, I extremely really agree with um, with Winston Peters, but I think he's he's um, voiced that concern about mandates and and Matt King and others. So there is a real issue to be had here, and I think the government must engage with it. It cannot just say uh, we're governing for the for what we see as the 95% who've been vaccinated and to hell with the rest. This is a government for the whole country and they need to engage. John, would you come down to Wellington and be part of a negotiation team if, if that was going to set up? Oh, heavens above. Um, uh, well, I'm, I'm based in Christchurch and I, um, uh, if, 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 um, if people within the, within the protest group, because that's the critical thing, I mean, if they felt um, the, the need for other, other people to come in and help mediate, I'd be, yeah, I'd, I'd be prepared to do that, but it would need to come from from both sides. You only get a resolution if you've got um, goodwill on both sides. And um, I, I know a few of the people on that protest in Wellington. I've seen a few of them on TV that I know, but um, I don't have a, um, a you know I don't have a wide um, understanding of that group as a whole. So it, it would need to come from both sides. John, I appreciate you taking your time this morning. Just quickly, how long do you think that's going to go on for? Oh, well, I think it could go on for, for at least a couple of weeks. If you think back to the Occupy movement, it was a little bit similar. Then the Occupy movement um, had, uh, they, it, it, it didn't have clear goals and didn't have a clear strategy, and it, it wound up after about three weeks. Um, there were the various camp, you know, um, sort of campaigns around the country. Um, and, you know, that, there were very wide community concerns that they were expressing. But um, unfortunately, they didn't have a, a goal or, or, you know, or a strategy to get there, and um, neither does Wellington at the moment. So, thank yeah, three or four weeks, I think. 
Great. Thanks, John. Appreciate your time. It's John Minto, uh, who's a veteran protester.